Hey, it's Luke at HIP, and if you've been listening to the Grow Ortho podcast maybe for weeks, months, or in some cases years, you know that we typically interview an industry expert, whether it be someone working in the office or a consultant uh, or just a strategic partner for orthodontists. Well, we're going to change things up just a bit, and this year we've actually released four books. And so we're going to release every audiobook, basically a chapter for each episode. Listen, enjoy, and let us know what you find valuable and implement and what works well in your office. Thanks so much for supporting HIP, and we hope you enjoy all these episodes on the Practice Growth Series. Introduction. Why the Scalable Practice? In February 2016, I had my first meeting with Dr. Ben Fishbein. At that time, Fishbein Orthodontics had about 20 team members, three locations, two were small satellites, and one doctor. They produced around $2 million. Long story short, we began working together soon after. Initially, they brought us in to deliver some photos and videos, and we ran an Invisalign campaign. We began to earn their trust and became their digital marketing partners. Essentially, we started to oversee and deliver their digital ads, Facebook, Instagram, Google, SEO, and reputation management. We began to hone in on the process of tracking leads moving through the patient journey and starting treatment. With Fishbine, I will be honest, it was fairly easy. We were spoiled. They had their processes down. They tracked everything. They had an amazing mindset and a bulletproof scheduling process we instantly knew it was working. As we continued to work and meet with them to discuss strategies, I quickly noticed that Dr. Fishbein wasn't the one managing everything and calling all the shots. He had empowered a leadership team early on. The two main people I started reporting to at the time were Amanda Floyd, COO, and Eliza Ray, Director of Marketing. Dr. Ben trusted his team to own their roles and be accountable for their projects, tasks, successes, and failures. Because of that, the business began to grow like wildfire. There are four main components of any business. One, marketing. Two, sales. Three, operations. Four, finance. It appeared that Dr. Fishbein knew this very early in the game and made a strategic plan for each of them that would ultimately remove him from having to spend a lot of time, and in most cases, zero time, in each quadrant of the business. He was now free to see a lot of patients and figure out how to do it efficiently. If you are business savvy, you probably think, Luke, this is obvious. The owner and visionary can't do it all. Think of Apple, Starbucks, or any successful company for that matter. Each has an amazing team in place to facilitate growth. However, we typically only hear about the growers. When was the last time a failing small business was in the spotlight? Yet 20% of new businesses fail in the first two years, 45% in the first five years, and 65% in the first 10 years. There is just as much, if not more, to learn from the failing businesses as there is from the growing businesses. I will go ahead and say it. Orthodontists typically aren't super business savvy. I do not mean this as an insult. They were not trained to run a business. Yet here you are, reading this book, educating yourself, and hopefully being able to get at least 1% better, though I hope it is much more than that, and moving forward to new heights. My mission 
in starting HIP, and choosing to be the best we can be is to help orthodontists make the best decisions with their time, money, marketing, and health. I added health about two years ago, as it became a huge part of my life due to a journey I had to go through myself. We often hear, it's easier said than done. That's because we love our comfort zones. As much as we hate to admit it, most humans don't like change. We are creatures of habit. If you are aware of this, you can fight it. You can change quickly. The mind is amazing, and God gave us the ability to do the unimaginable. Who would have thought the fastest-growing orthodontist would be in Pensacola, Florida? It's a small Navy town with a super-chill beach vibe. But it happened. This book is designed to break down the key business role inside the practice and show you how to turn your practice into a rocket ship. Suppose this isn't what you want, and you want to keep your team small, stay under three million in production, take more days off, and bring in associates with somewhat low revenue. I recommend it around four to six million in production depending on multiple variables. In that case, you may want to, one, send this book back to me. Two, use it as a fire starter. Three, give it to a friend or peer who wants to blow the doors off their practice. I was once told, hire for what you can't do, not what you can do. I've met many orthodontists who bring in associates, who can do what they do, way too soon just so they can take more days off or be the visionary, or even worse, manager of their practice. Then they say, but I am not taking home enough and we can't grow. I am not knocking being a visionary. I will break this down in the first chapter. My point is that, in some cases, it's an excuse to check out and not be stressed or worried about the responsibility of seeing more patients. Instead, they should be hiring business people to handle anything and everything outside of the clinic and treating patients. Once that is in place and you are experiencing rapid growth, then look to bring in associates. This will maintain healthy margins and allow you to take home a more than fair owner's salary and distribution. In addition, you'll be able to pay competitive salaries and bonus positions better than 99% of other practices. If this is what you want, keep reading. Make a plan with a timeline to implement, set your goals, and reach out to me with any questions. I'm here to help with no strings attached. Onward and upward. Luke Infinger co-founder and CEO at HIP. Chapter 1. Becoming the Visionary Becoming an orthodontist is a big deal. It's expensive, an exceptional amount of work, and few people can do it. It's also very lucrative. Opening a practice or working in another office can make you more money than most people can ever dream of making. For all your hard work, it's truly a blessing but it can also be a trap that I have seen many doctors fall into. You see, just opening your doors and hanging out your shingle can be enough for your practice to produce 1 to 1.2 million per year. Well, maybe it's not that easy. But it's not a bad gig, right? But considering that you graduate with about six to $800,000 of debt, rising costs, and increased competition, it can also be a bit daunting. Now, you can attend some practice management courses and get some help running your practice and push that number up a bit. The fact is, most orthodontists I come across want more new patients so they can increase production. Why? Well, most likely, their operating costs, practice ambitions, and lifestyle are at odds, 
and they feel they need to generate more income to bring things into balance. Simply put, their back is up against the wall. When I go to orthodontic seminars and conferences, doctors are always telling each other about things they have done to grow their practices. It seems like everyone is looking for that magic bullet that brings all the patients they need through their doors. But what's it all for? I've talked to hundreds of orthodontists, visited their practices, and worked with many of them. Across the board, the most common thing I hear is, Luke, we just need more patients. That's fine, and I can help them get those patients. Still, they always discover that there is much more involved in increasing production than simply hiring a marketing company, opening a new location, or advertising low fees. Just because another doctor at a seminar did that one thing and doubled their practice does not mean that you can do the same thing and expect a similar result. To be sustainable, any growth changes you make require two foundational factors in your practice. One, you absolutely must have your processes and systems nailed down. Two, the right team members have to own specific roles and hold everyone accountable and be aligned with your mission and vision. Without these two critical elements in place, changes will fall to pieces quickly. The team will get frustrated, and everyone learns that if they wait it out, your great new idea will fall through the cracks. Ultimately, the debt keeps piling up, and you will not grow to where you really want to be. If this sounds all too familiar, don't worry. The good news is it's not hard to create the foundation that great practices are built on if you know your goals and have a great mindset. You just need to choose the practice model you want, take baby steps daily, and invest in the right people. So what exactly is holding people back from increasing their production then? The main reason is this. They don't have a clear vision for their practice in life. Without the definite direction laid out by that vision, all their staff, operations, processes, and goals lack a target to be measured against. The doctors left watching things break down or blow up as they plod along, putting out fires trying to maintain the status quo. They operate in constant low-grade frustration, trying to keep up with their lifestyle and contemplating the secret to making a practice work. If you have read books number one and number two of our orthodontic practice growth series, you will have discovered many practical ideas, procedures, and scripts that will help you get more new patients and increase production. We showed you how the fastest growing practices in the nation train their front desks and scheduling teams to turn more leads into prospective patients. We looked inside some of their offices to see how their treatment coordinators sell their services to prospective patients and turn over 80% of them into happy and satisfied same-day starts. If you and your team have studied those two books, you have all the tips, tricks, strategies, processes, and procedures to make it happen. It's simply a matter of implementation. Your operations must be top-notch, and the patient experience has to be second to none. Are you and your team committed to doing what it takes by training, practicing, and role-playing to get your operations online and humming like the top 1% orthodontic offices? Are you cut out for scalable growth? If you have started paying more attention to the things that you would like to change or upgrade in your office, and you are serious about getting your whole team on board, you may be ready to take the leap and join the peak performers in your profession. You've seen their active social media accounts, thoughtfully designed websites, perfectly curated offices, and wonderfully creative staff delivering exceptional service. 
You can find them everywhere in their community, doing outreach, providing sponsorships, and running compelling ads. Their multiple locations pop up throughout the state and all seem to thrive. If you have the want and desire to grow to that level, it's time to ask yourself whether or not you are cut out for scalable growth. As a growth partner with different practices in this industry, I've gotten to know enough orthodontists to understand that it can happen for those with the right mindset. What you must understand is that these doctors are a special breed. They don't think like the average orthodontist. They see their practice as a business whose purpose is to provide excellent service to as many people in the community as possible. They are the CEO and visionary of their practice and not just an orthodontist. It's all about the business and the size of the impact they can make as it grows. It's not about them and what they can get out of it. All the rewards that you see them reap are side effects of their massive desire to serve. It's what they value, and it's coded in their DNA. It's time to ask yourself some serious questions. Why do you want to grow? If you have a number in mind, why have you chosen that number? What happens when you hit that number? Will you settle down and be comfortable with maintaining your practice at that level? Or will you celebrate the achievement and set the next target? Your answers to these questions will determine if you are part of that special breed or if you are a different type of orthodontist. There are no right or wrong answers. And if you don't want what the industry's top performers want, that's perfectly okay and noble. It is very important to know how you want to use the information in this book, if indeed you want to use it at all. Some doctors are comfortable growing to the point that supports their desired lifestyle. Maybe you just want a well-run, profitable, and sustainable business that allows you to do $5 million in production and take home two. Perhaps you don't even want the perceived hassle of managing all the people necessary to grow to that level and are happy with a tight ship that you can count on to give you a take-home of $800,000. All these desires and objectives are fine. It's just very important to know what you want and why. Your dreams are your own and no one can judge you for them. If you answer the questions above and discover that you want to make enough money to spend time with your family and friends, take lots of great vacations, build your dream home, drive nice cars, or anything else you can imagine, that's great. Your why is about providing a lifestyle for yourself and making the money it takes to do so. We must all take care of our own needs first so we can be of service to others. But if your answers reveal that you want to be of greater service to others and that you want to grow your reach as large as possible to have the biggest influence possible on your community, then your why is about serving others. It's not about you. I know there are many more components to your why than this, but the distinction between whether it is about you or others is critical in developing the vision for your practice. Lifestyle versus Scalable Practice Regardless of the practice you plan to build, you should see yourself as the CEO and visionary for your business. How big you want to grow will determine whether you want to move beyond this chapter or simply work through the processes in this chapter and focus on the first two books in the Orthodontic Practice Growth Series. If you are happy with running a tight ship that lets you take home a high six-figure to seven-figure salary, depending on your margins, you may not need to read on. If you want to grow past the 3 million mark into the medium practice size range, you may want to consider implementing what I have to share in this book. If your goal is to keep growing and setting new goals as you reach them, this book is definitely for you. Think about the type of practice you want. 
Are you building a lifestyle practice where your people are highly trained in the operation of the business, so you just need to show up, do what you do best, then leave to dedicate your time and energy to other things in your life? Do you have your sights set on a scalable practice that you plan on doubling, tripling, or even quadrupling? Do you see yourself with multiple locations and teams that know how to run them so they all reflect your values and brand? Both practices require a vision and a significant amount of time, energy, and dedication to create them. The difference is that the lifestyle practice has a target that, once reached, is maintained because the goal has been achieved. The scalable practice is all about increasing growth to maximize impact. When a goal is achieved, the visionary is already looking at the next level they can shoot for. For either practice, you must have a clear vision to reach your goal. What's your vision? Think a little deeper. As you and your team work to build your practice, who is involved in that journey? What brand do you want your patients and community to buy into? What culture do you need in your practice to uphold that brand? How do you want your patients to feel? Who will take the reins and ensure the vision becomes a reality? If your answer to the last question is me, I urge you to think about where your time is best spent. An orthodontist is making the most money when they are chairside seeing patients. Executing the vision is a full-time job and must be given to someone qualified to do it. You certainly did not spend 10 plus years studying to be in management, but some people did go to school for this and have the experience to put the systems in place to make the vision come to life. As you answer those questions, what words or phrases come to mind? When you think about your practice, how would you describe it? If you had your ideal practice, what would the Google reviews say? How would your patients talk about your practice to their friends? This is a great way to discover the words or phrases for your core values. Your core values bring your vision to life. Your core values define your culture and who you are as a person. Everything you do in your business must revolve around those core values. It's showcased in all your employee processes, including hiring, firing, reviews, and recognition. They are the consistent messaging in every team meeting, every patient interaction, and every procedure that takes place within your office. Without them, your practice would lack meaning, significance, heart, and clarity. Without them, there's no way to grow. Dr. Farina, CEO of Farina Orthodontics has his core values in his entryway for his team and patients to see every time they come into the office. This vibrant and colorful display takes up a huge chunk of the wall, outlining the true values he believes make up the entire existence of his practice. One, deliver wow through service and smiles. Two, promising high energy and high fives. Three, creating an environment where we think big, have fun, and do good. Four, fostering a culture of warmth and belonging where everyone is welcome. Five, make it simple, get it done. Six, be present, clear, and humble. Seven, one team, one family, one vision. Eight, encourage and embrace change. Nine, choosing passion and commitment over convenience. 10. It's up to me to make it be.
Dr. Farina's decision to broadcast his core values in a bold and well-designed way on his wall is a strategic one. He knows the only way to make his vision come to life is by sharing his core values with his team and patients. If you don't tell people what your core values are, how will you attract like-minded people who want to promote the same values? If your people don't buy into those values, they are doing your practice at a service. Dr. Farina cultivated a team that stands behind every single core value listed above. Over the last three years, we've seen him double his practice and continue to make great strides with his team toward his next goal. Take the time to develop a list of core values and share them with your team. They may have differing views on them initially, but I encourage you to work with your team to form what you believe to be the backbone and heart of your practice. Code your biggest values in your DNA. When you think of massive companies like the Ritz-Carlton, Starbucks, and Chick-fil-A, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Probably excellent customer service, because that's what keeps us going back. When there's a level of consistency a company brings to the public sphere that is unmatched by competitors, you can't help but feel that it's embedded in their DNA. That level of attention and consistency did not happen by accident. That is because their CEO had a vision from the get-go and made it happen from day one. You cannot be the only person who makes up your company's DNA. It must be shared by 100% of your company. It's the one thing that makes you different from your competitors. When you decide what your DNA is, the rest of your core values align to support it. Your DNA is the bedrock of your success. Everything else is built upon it. Effective communication and excellent service. Those two factors make up the DNA of my company, HIP. It's what I put out to the world and what I want them to think of when they think about the services my company provides. And if you're doing it the right way, you should be hearing it, whether that's verbally by your patients or written in reviews. I went through the Google reviews on HIP's website to see if that messaging is reflected in our customer responses. Impossibly responsive live on their phones and laptops, can call anytime if I need anything. They made the transition painless. Luke and his team go out of their way to give value and quality of service. Super professional and prompt. Extremely responsive. The vision, core values, and DNA of your practice should be so well-defined and reflected in your processes that your patients start to state it back to you. This is the standard that you want to have your vision crafted too. If you accomplish this and your whole team buys in and reflects it in every patient interaction, it will come to be. Developing your growth plan from your core values to your future goals. With the right mindset to get you there, you can achieve all the goals you set for yourself and your practice. But like all things in life, it won't come to you overnight. There is a significant amount of reflecting, planning, organizing, and executing that will have to take place to get you there. Not just by you, but by your entire team. Everyone involved in this process has to get on board for your vision to come to life. And that process can be quite daunting and scary, and it's hard to know where to start. It starts with a vision, some core values, a strong DNA, and the right people in the right seats to take you there. You will also need to have the right operations in place and the right people managing all of the moving parts that your practice requires to grow successfully. That means everyone needs to focus on one target at the same time. To help you do this, 
you need an operating system. One that I particularly like and worked for me is the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, eosworldwide.com. It's a set of simple concepts and practical tools that will help you plan and execute the vision you have for your practice. Their concepts have inspired HIP to develop our own template for tracking visions and goals, which I call the Orthodontic Practice Operating System. Visit hip.agency forward slash the scalable practice to download the operating system template. It's the first step to starting your journey. The Orthodontic Practice Operating System will enable you to get that vision out of your head and onto paper aiding you and your team to efficiently go through the motions of making your ideal practice a reality. It includes a series of questions you will need to answer thoughtfully to help fill in the gaps about what your plan is for growth. These questions include 1. What are your core values? 2. What is the bedrock of your success? DNA. 3. What is your core focus? 4. What is your tenure target? Five. What are your three uniques? Six. What is your proven process? Seven. What is your guarantee? Eight. What is your marketing strategy? Nine. Who is your target market? Ten. What is your three-year picture? Eleven. What is your one-year plan? Twelve. What are your quarterly rocks? Thirteen. What are your issues and or liabilities? You can find an example of the orthodontic practice operating system that outlines all of the factors involved in a 10-year plan at hip.agency forward slash the scalable practice. Also at hip.agency forward slash the scalable practice, there is a suggested meeting schedule to ensure you and your team stay on track and continually review the practice's progress. Use the orthodontic practice operating system to help drive the meeting agendas. As you can see, it is specific, measurable, and realistic. It is our mission, vision, core values, DNA, short-term goals, long-term goals, the obstacles standing in our way, and our priorities to take those obstacles down. It is thoughtful, well-executed, and agreed upon by the entire HIP leadership team. Dr. Connor Despot, CEO of Smile Crew Orthodontics, knows the importance of utilizing an operating system to successfully grow his business. To get anywhere, you have to have goals. Like that old saying, failure to plan is planning to fail. If you don't set goals, you have no way to figure out or assess where you're at. But beyond that, you need an operating system. Most orthodontists don't know much about business, but you need a way to operate. EOS helps everyone stay aligned and it creates a huge level of accountability and levels of oversight. People can see where they're doing well and where they're not doing well. There are metrics and measurable things that we look at. He continues, If you don't have an operating system, it's very tough for one or two people to handle. It becomes too much. You have to have levels of accountability. And you have to have people that are accountable for people, and those people are accountable for people. You should have an accountability chart that needs to be published to your whole organization so everyone knows where they stand on that accountability chart, their roles, whom they answer to, who their boss is, and so on. Like the many businesses that have thrived by using EOS templates to track their vision and goals, Dr. Despot has an idea of where he wants to be in 10 years. 
My goal is to get to eight offices by 2031. We want to provide 20,000 confident, attractive, healthy smiles. We want to be able to donate 500 smiles to the community. We want to give back to the families in our community that need orthodontic treatment but can't afford it. For example, we have a patient who lost his mom right after he started treatment. Well, that treatment is now free for that kid. When those things happen, treatment becomes free for those kids. That's a smile that's donated, and it's a way we give back to those families who have already gone through enough. We also want to give $200,000 back to the community, whether that's through school sponsorships or scholarships or things like that. Teamwork makes the dream work. You have a team in place for a reason. They're there to bring your vision to life. It's easy to have all of these goals if your team believes in you and your vision. You can't do this alone, and the more you come to terms with that, the better off you'll be. I encourage you to start making active changes and relinquish your control of practice operations to someone else who is better equipped to execute your vision. To practice may or may not be in a position to take this step now, but I want you to start planning for it. As an orthodontist, you need to be the CEO, visionary, and technician who is chairside seeing patients. Doing anything else is losing money. Please don't take the word technician the wrong way. It comes from the book, The E-Myth Revisited, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It, by Michael Gerber. It's about professionals and people with specialized skills who have never studied business or operated a company. When they decide it would be wonderful to have their own shop, company, or practice, they have what he calls the entrepreneurial seizure. He says that for this person to succeed, they need to wear three hats, or they will end up overworked, frustrated, and tormented by the craziest boss they've ever had, themselves. Instead, he encourages new business owners to wear the technician hat and focus on doing what they're trained in. But at the same time, they wear the other two hats, the entrepreneur hat and the manager hat, to develop their business in the very beginning. As your practice grows, you want to move out of management altogether and leave it to the person responsible for implementing your ideas into systems to make the business sustainable. You can't do everything forever if you want your business to grow. So who is this person? The next chapter introduces the crucial person who will take your vision by the horns and break it into targets and milestones. This person will free you to do what you do best while they integrate your vision into the operations of your practice. This person is your chief operating officer, COO. And if your practice is crossing the line from small to medium-sized, breaking the three million mark, it's time to consider hiring one. If you're curious to know who this person is and what they do, read on. The next chapter is dedicated to them, and the rest of the book is their domain.